Welcome back to John Millay, the rare non-milestone show with John Millay. This is Preps Today with John Millay. Uh, this is our prep and, and high school activities show at talknorth.com. If you like it, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's That's the easiest way to listen. It is also free. Uh, this is talknorth.com. Check out the network at the website. Uh, subscribe to any shows you like. Uh, outdoors, sports, variety, and we continue to grow. We appreciate you listening, and we, and, uh, we really appreciate Jody Stay from Pizza Barn in Princeton, as well as our other sponsors, All Energy Solar and Propane. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. It is June 23rd, late morning. Let's start with the end. Let's start with the end of the road. Yeah, not the permanent end of the road, I hope, Jim, but the end of the road for a, another school year. We've wrapped everything up for 22-23. Uh, we're done. The final week uh, last week was, was pretty great. Uh, the weather was fantastic. All the action was uh, intense. It was a fine way to end the year. I'll do a little recap here. Uh, the 2023 baseball state champions were from Faustin, Esco, New Prague, and Eastridge. And those games were played uh, Friday at CHS Field, home of the St. Paul Saints. Spectacular little ballpark and, and a spectacular day. And I focused that day on teams from northern Minnesota. As I mentioned, Faustin and Esco won state championships. Um, for those teams, considering the kind of weather we had early in the spring when there was several feet of snow when baseball practice started, and those teams really, really in most of the state spent a lot of time indoors. And to finish up playing for a state championship, and in those two cases, winning was pretty cool. You can go to John's Journal at mshsl.org to read about that. At the state golf tournaments last week, we had a couple of oddities on the first of, of two days of the Class 2A tournament down in Jordan. We had two players get holes in one that day. Uh, I wrote about wow. Claire. Yeah, yeah, the same day, hours apart, not on the same hole. But, uh, I, you know, it's really rare to even have one of those. We have three sites for state golf, three classes. Most years, we don't have a hole in one at any of them. Here we had two of them on the same day. So, again, if you go to John's Journal at the High School League website, you can read about Claire Kodama of Visitation and Mac Harmer of Mountain West Tonka. Really enjoyed talking to those kids, having them describe what it was like and, and seeing their faces light up, you know, when they recount this. I, I talked to them the next day. Here's the hardest part at a high school golf tournament sometimes is finding the players you're trying to find. There's, you know, hundreds of golfers. So I'm down at the course in Jordan. And luckily, while the girls were out on the course and they play first, uh, I spotted a coach with with a hat that said Viz, V-I-S. And I thought, I assume this was a coach or a parent from visitation. It was a coach from visitation, uh, Brian Bergmeister. We had a nice chat. I said, hey, when Claire finishes her round, I'm either going to be standing out here or I'll be right in that clubhouse, right through that door. I need to chat with her. That worked out great. And with Mac, the other hole-in-one dude from Mount West Tonka, you try to estimate when these groups are going to finish their round. You know you know who's in which group. You know the tee times. But what time will they finish? And I'm kind of hanging around the last green, and I missed him. He finished while I was in the clubhouse at my workstation. And the only thing I had to go on, being an investigative journalist, somebody had tweeted a photo the day before. Here's a kid who got a hole-in-one. So I'm walking around with my phone, looking at this picture, looking for this kid who matches the picture. 
and I see somebody from the back kind of looks like, and you know, you look at the bag, does it say Mount West Tonka? Does it have, there's no clues. So, uh, finally he turned around. I take a quick look at the picture on my phone. I said, Hey, are you Mac? It was him. Uh, we got the interview done. Uh, that's, that's kind of a look behind the screen at, at high school sports sometimes. Uh, really fun though. We had, we had good, great weather for golf. A lot of times we'll have weather issues. We had none of those this spring, uh, in lacrosse, the state championship games were played at Stillwater. Benilde St. Margaret's defeated Edina to win the girls lacrosse title. Lakeville North beat Prior Lake for the boys title. And as, as I kind of reflect on all the state tournaments this year, Jim, uh, two of them really stand out. The first one I've talked about before on the podcast, that was the state wrestling tournament this winter at the XL Energy Center. It was the first time we had a full bracket competition for girls. And I didn't really know how that would go, but it was incredible. Brought some extra excitement to a tournament that was already packed with excitement. I love that state wrestling tournament, and it's even better with the girls. That one's going to stand out. And last week's baseball championship games at CHS Field, that might have been the best conditions for any outdoor, you know, championship-type games I've ever seen. It was, you know, we've had so much crappy weather. We've had smoke from Canadian fires. We've had heat and humidity. We haven't had any rain, which we really need, but it was just fantastic over there. The sun was bright. It was not hot. Low humidity, a little breeze. It was a, it was a great day to spend at the ballpark and a great way to, to close out the baseball season. So congrats to everybody who played at these tournaments, all these spring state tournaments. Uh, really, really good stuff. And that leads right into your top 10 stories. Yeah, this is my annual exercise uh, every year in June and July. I go back through all the stories I've written, all the John's Journal stories during the school year starting in August. And there's a lot of them. Uh, I got a yellow legal pad. I write them all down with dates and so I can go through that. And, and the, the goal is to pick out my own personal top 10 stories from the year. I've got the 10. I'm still putting them in order. Right now, if people go to John's Journal at mshsl.org, you can see five honorable mention stories. Some years I do that. That was the case this year. There were five stories that didn't make the top 10, but I really liked the, the stories, the people, the events. Uh, that's posted now. I'll start next week, I assume, I think Monday with 10 stories. If I get myself in gear and get them in order, I can start posting from number 10 on Monday and then over over two weeks, uh, get down to number one. And uh, it's, I've been doing this, you know, as I started this process this year, Jim, a, a week or two ago, I couldn't even remember how long I've been doing this. And I went back through all the John's Journal stories to back to 2010 when I started with the high school league. I started the top 10 list in the summer of 2014. So we're almost a decade into this. And I did repost excerpts from all of the number one stories from the last nine years Really cool trip down memory lane for me going back, you know, nearly 10 years. And I tweeted out a, a link to that story. I posted short, you know, brief excerpts from each of those and, and got some retweets from the people involved, even though some of these, it was years ago. And those stories, they kind of live forever in everybody's memory. So, so keep an eye on John's journal over the next two weeks. You'll see some neat stories uh, from, the, from the last school year. And we'll talk about them here on the podcast. Yes, we will. Now let's we're on to the saddest story of the year. Oh man. The final pretzel and cheese yeah. of the year. That's that's kind of like uh, you know, playing taps 
at the end of the school year. That's how we signify that everything has ended. I won't have another official pretzel and cheese till maybe September. But during baseball at CHS Field, having a sharp eye, I noticed the concession stands sell pretzels and cheese. And since that's one of my strongest themes on Twitter, I bought a pretzel and cheese, followed the routine. I tweet a photo before any bites are taken. Here's the pretzel. Here's the cup of cheese. Asking the question, is there enough cheese for every last bit of that pretzel? The answer is almost always no. And no shocker, that was the case here. I didn't have enough cheese. There's one lonely hunk of pretzel sitting there and no cheese to dip it in. So, uh, And then a couple of days later, over the weekend here, I think, I, I went back through photos I've shot during the school year and posted a bunch of them on Twitter with, with kind of a note of appreciation and gratitude to everybody who makes high schooling things happen. And, and uh, I think I tweeted three, like, you know, four photos at a time. That's all Twitter lets me put together in one tweet. So I had four photos from fall sports, four from winter, four from spring. And then I noticed I've got a lot of photos of pretzel and cheese. So the last quartet of photos were were historic pretzel and cheeses from the school year. And that, you know, Jim, that just seemed like the right thing to do to, to salute the year. First person ever to use the word historic and pretzels and cheese in the same <laughs> sentence. So congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I'm very, I'm honored. <laughs> Thanks to our longtime producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks also to Pizza Barn in Princeton. Yeah, always great things going on, and it is food truck season. We know that. Uh, uh, and those Pizza Barn food trucks, they are all over the place these days. Just this week, we're talking here uh, Friday around the middle of the day. Just this week, they've been to the Isani County Fairgrounds in Cambridge. They've been to Little Falls. There's been a food uh, Pizza Barn food truck in Stillwater. And as I said, we're talking here on Friday. So if you listen to this today, they're in Somerset, Wisconsin. Hustle over there. And Saturday, you got a little more time here. Saturday, there'll be a pizza barn food truck at the Minnetonka Festival. And if you'd like to join the team of all-stars at the pizza barn, they, they have openings for food truck operators, cooks, support staff. Go to pizzabarnprinceton.com. You can learn more about, about those job openings, about reserving a food truck for yourself. And as we know, the Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton, it's famous for pizza, certainly, but they have a complete menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner, in-person dining, take-and-bake delivery. They cater. They have chicken. They have sandwiches, appetizers, soups, salads, a great kids' menu, a great lunch buffet, and more. Check it out, uh, pizzabarnprinceton.com. And thanks again to our great friend Jody Stay and her crew of all-stars at the Pizza Barn for everything they do, including sponsoring our podcast. Yes, thank you, Jody, and thanks to the crew. Uh, all energy solar panel installations are done right and made easy thanks to more than 14 years of experience in Minnesota and beyond. Visit allenergysolar.com slash coach for your free solar evaluation. And just visit allenergysolar.com for all of your questions you might have about solar, about all energy solar, about the benefits, the costs, uh, the and some of the incentives you can get by installing solar, which is the right way to go. Uh, also, a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree we need reliable and affordable energy. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is vital in Minnesota. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% em fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is 
energy stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out what more more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. All right, let's get to our friend Don Stoner. Yeah, Don Stoner is going to be embarrassed as I talk about him, but I want to recognize uh, Don. He's one of many people who work behind the scenes to make high school sports happen in, in Minnesota. I've known Don for a long time. He's a good friend and just a great example of somebody who works hard, has a lot of fun. Don has been the leader of our stat crew at the state softball tournament for longer than I can remember. He has uh, been on our stat crew at countless state basketball tournaments, among other things. He runs the scoreboard at Timberwolves and Lynx games. That's, that's what Don Stoner does. Last week, he was really busy. This was amazing. Don's real job is uh, he's the sports information director at Augsburg. Last week, he was down in Orlando for the annual College Sports Communicators Convention. He was honored for 25 years of service to Augsburg, uh, rightfully so. So he, he flies home from Orlando late at night. He arrives at the airport 2 o'clock Friday morning. He was at CHS Field a few hours later to work as our official scorer for all four baseball championship games. First pitch, 10 a.m. He lands at 2 a.m. He's there well before the first pitch. And if that if that wasn't enough for any mere mortal, the next day, this guy's got to be dragging. Has to be. On Saturday morning, he was volunteering as an announcer for the Minnesota Special Olympics Summer Games swimming competition in Edina. Uh, that's, that's incredible. Don does so much for so many. I, I hope he's getting some rest here. Although he and I were in a little bit of a snit uh, after I mentioned to him at the baseball games that I no longer drink Diet Coke. He was, I was asking him how he was holding up and he was going down, <clears throat> excuse me, he's going down the concession stand to get a Diet Coke, get a little energy. I said, you know, I quit that stuff. I drink Diet Mountain Dew. Uh, Don took that personally. He did not like that. Somebody had left the Diet Coke wagon. So the next day we did have quite an entertaining Twitter exchange uh, about me leaving the Diet Coke team for Team uh, Diet Mountain Dew. But despite that, despite our uh, our snit here, Don Stoner is a good guy and does a lot of great things for people. I'm glad to glad to call him a friend, even if we disagree about what we're drinking when it's time for a for a cool beverage. Well, when you make as much endorsement money as Don does off a company, you have to defend him. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, a couple more uh, segments here on Preps Today with John Millay. Again, check out all the other cool sports shows. John Krasinski on the Wolves, John Krasinski and myself on the Vikings, Jeff Diamond on the Vikings, uh, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, myself on baseball on the Chin Music Show. Uh, check it all out at talknorth.com plus outdoor content, variety content. And thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, let's get to why we're mad at the Minnesota Department of Transportation. Yeah, this this week on the on the day of the summer solstice, those knuckleheads at MnDOT posted a photo of snowplows plowing snow. This I was saw you reacted to that. With these words, their message, along with this picture of snowplows plowing snow on July 22nd, the days start getting shorter today, and you know what that means, dot, dot, dot. And that's just rude. It's great humor. I approve of the humor, but it's rude. So I retweeted it, and my response was from the heart. I just said, 
that's enough out of you. And it was. That was fine. We didn't need to see that note. It got a lot of play. <laughs> they got some characters at Mindeth. That's what that shows me. I approve of the of the humor. I just don't need to hear it when it's the middle of summer and they're talking about snowplows. So I, I don't. That's so a mixed message, but uh, I approve of the message, but I hate the message. You're very controversial this week, John. <laughs> that's right. I stir it up. You do. All right. Last segment of this show. I'll probably take next week off and and resume in July with some. Uh, so and you know sometimes the midsummer shows are fun because we can just kick around ideas rather yeah. than just current events. But for today, let's go to the Twitter message of the week. Yeah, this was something I'd never in my long history on Twitter. This had never happened. I I receive direct messages on Twitter all the time. Some from people I know. They uh, people suggest stories to me. They ask questions. But occasionally someone I don't know will DM me on whatever topic they choose. So, And my DMs are open for that reason. And quoting the great philosopher Gump, Twitter is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. So one day last week, I have a DM from somebody I don't know. Uh, it was a young male basketball player. I, I'm guessing if I remember... His profile, I think maybe like a, he'll be a senior in high school this next season from California. His name was Caden. Caden uh, is looking to get better as a basketball player. He came to the wrong place, but he either clicked on the wrong account or made the assumption that I know anything about improving your basketball skills. So the message said, quote, hey, coach, that's a red flag right there. <laughs> hey, coach. How can I get more comfortable in myself dribbling and in-game and being a good ball handler? Every time I play, I usually just try to be the spot-up shooter, and that's it. But I want to be a good point guard. I would appreciate it if you responded, unquote. So, Caden, uh, if you're listening, I doubt that highly. I did not respond. You know that. Based on my own exemplary high school basketball career, which ended in 10th grade, there's nothing I can say that would assist you. That Caden, I'm sorry. I'm not the right guy. <laughs> Maybe you sent that to a thousand people hoping somebody knows about uh, basketball skill training. I'm not the guy. Sorry, Caden in California. Good luck. I uh, hope everything works out. Wish I could wish I could do more, but I can't. You know, a mean person would have sent back like a piece of golf advice, like keep your head down. That's right. That's right. Don't bend your elbow. Don't bend your elbow in the <laughs> backswing. Right. Yeah, follow through when you kick the ball through the hoop, through the yes. through the goalpost or the hoop. See what do I or know about basketball? Yeah. All right. Uh, that, well, that was that was interesting. This is a very interesting show, John. You surprised yeah, me of- on numerous fronts. <laughs> That's what I do, Jim. Good stuff. Hey, thanks to John. John's going to get a week off now. Uh, Thanks to everyone who listens. We will be back in a couple of weeks. Once again, thanks to Brandon Morton. Thanks to everyone who sponsors and everyone who listens. And really, we do. More than anybody else, we appreciate Jody Stay and Pizza Barn in Princeton for their longtime support and the fact that Jody is just such a great human being and takes care of so many people up there. 